Put your two hands on the hurl podcast. 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 Hello and welcome to the 12th edition of the Two Hands on the Hurl podcast. I'm your host this week, TJ Mills. And as always, I'm joined by the dynamic duo. The first lad, Radder's tight head instead of loose head, but a bad handoff drives a man. Mr. Liam O'Neill, how's things? Not too bad, TJ. You're after bopping it up there again from last week, like that intro, bud. <laughs> I try my best, I try my best. Uh, the next lad can spot a good power rack and enjoys working with dumbbells. Hence why he fits in so well on the podcast. Mr. Robbie Mansfield, how's things? Well, TJ, what's the crack, pal? Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, no painting complaining anyway because I get no sympathy from Liam. Uh, how's... No, definitely not from Liam. <laughs> uh, not a fucking bit. <laughs> we're a bit late for recording the podcast this week. Uh, it's just different things came up um, first during the week, but um, hopefully we'll be recording around the same time um, going forward. Uh, big weekend, lads. GA Championship returning. Uh, Dublin versus Leash tonight. And then a Munster showdown tomorrow as well. Is it a good idea for the games to be back? Do you think? Uh, well, I suppose I'd be kind of selfish and say I want to see games played. I want to see, you know, hurling and football going ahead. Um, but, it kind of, you know, it does seem to be a bit... You know, you've got other places closed, uh, like shops and, you know, barbers, retail, gyms and stuff are closed and in the counties going ahead. So it does seem to be a bit of a, a contradiction, but um, I suppose maybe government's thinking is that having the games on the telly will be something for people to focus on and will help to lift the mood of the nation sort of thing. So uh, you know, on the whole, I'd say they're probably going to be a net benefit for people, you know, in these kind of shitty times to be honest yeah I know sorry I've completely drew a blank there I couldn't remember the game in Munster for the life of me a new player we're playing but I couldn't remember it's Limerick uh, of course the big game in Central Stadium tomorrow uh, Liam there's a lot of questions being asked this week um, everyone was saying the GA was always amateur and that's why players can't get expenses or I've said higher up expenses than what they're already getting. Is this a thing now, it, it, like Robbie was saying, it's great for the GA to be back. It's good for people's mental health to have it coming back. But does this is this after moving from the amateur status now that they're classed as elite athletes when they have to go back to work Monday morning? Yeah, boys, honestly, I think this is the, uh, it's like the perfect opportunity for the, like, inter-county and the, top level of GA to actually kind of turn either professional or semi-professional in terms of like, like they do have to go back to work on Monday, but like say if they picked up something during the game, like they can't work. Um, like if they pick up the virus during the game, they're out for two weeks. So I think the GA need to consider like a semi-pro option or something there like to, to have it if something is picked up during the game and you know, if that's, Straight away, that's 30 players that can't turn up to work on Monday morning. So I think something needs to be done by the GA. Like, obviously, it's great to see it, see the elite side being played, so like the inter-county being played. Um, but uh, I think the GA needs to look at it a bit more. Very valid point there, Liam. As Liam said there, Robbie, the once one case happens in the GA, 
that means that the entire the entire panel could be put in quarantine and that could affect them going to work. There was a good example this weekend. I don't mean a good example. Sorry, there's an example of it this weekend with Offaly having to give a walkover to Kildare in the Christie ring because there was a case in the panel. Could this see could this really impact the championship? Could be could it be a situation that we don't really have a championship because they are going to be times that they are going to be cases within panels and that means I mean, could you have a walkover in an all-earned semi-final or all-earned final? Yeah, well, that, it's like it's highly possible that that's going to happen, and you know, it's going to be because they were kind of GA were saying at the outset that um, you know you either play the game or you forfeit it, you know the way. So I suppose like this is what we were talking about the last time about having like bigger panels and more lads getting called up and stuff like that. You know, um, that's where that's going to really kind of come into play where. Or you're going to have maybe different pods or different pods training together so that you, you don't have to get rid of um, your whole team or your whole squad. So it's going to be about like management and stuff, kind of minding players and making sure that they're going to be looked after. But to go back on to Liam's point about the semi-professional thing, you know, it would be great if you could just take the entire GAA uh, inter-county community and up sticks down to some part of Ireland, like they did like in the NBA, they got moved the whole, all the squads down to Disneyland and they played at the tournament and everything was really safe. It would, like, it would be ideal if they could do that with the GA, but obviously as they're amateurs and have to go to work and all this sort of stuff, it's, it's not possible. So it's a good shout from Liam there to have them move into professional. Actually, Bernard Brogan, it's just following on from both points there, Bernard Brogan was, you could say, slated uh, for comments he made a couple of weeks ago, but in this context, and with what you said there, Robbie, and what Liam's after saying, that what Bernard Brogan, just in case the listeners don't, didn't hear what he said, what he said was that the elite GA players should be housed in hotels. In other words, they have their own bubble, the, similar, the same as, say, the Irish soccer team or uh, rugby teams, or that they have their own bubble uh, in the build-up to games. Now, that was an awful lot of people were saying here, yeah, that's that's very easy for people to say, but aren't they kind of an opportunity there that they could be a benefit there that if players were housed, say, in hotels that are not that are not open at the moment due to restrictions, could there be a thing that there could be an opportunity there to protect players but also kind of boost the economy as well, that there could be some sort of arrangement made to benefits GA players but also businesses that may be struggling yeah I think like that would be kind of that would be good for businesses and, and stuff like that but then again how kind of realistic is it you know with uh, you'd have to kind of take lads out of work and stuff and I suppose like just to say but on Bernard Brogan's point a lot of other counties would say you know well that may be well and good for for like the Dublin or whatever but when you have, like, say, guys from, say, Mayo who are working in Mayo and they have to travel back for training and it's not realistic, maybe, like, in terms of county by county, it's, like, it's probably, Dublin would be probably closer to doing that than other counties at at this moment. But, like, you know, other, like, Cork and Mayo, and, like, they wouldn't be able to do it as easy as maybe the likes of Dublin, Dublin would. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a very valid point. Just moving on, actually, the... The GPA done a survey last week and uh, nearly, like, there are three quarters, you could say, weren't kind of happy with going back 
there's another quarter you could say where uh, sorry a quarter weren't happy to go back a quarter were kind of happy but then another quarter just wanted they wanted to go back but the the restrictions are sorry the not the restrictions but the the setup needs to be changed they needed to be access to testing and then uh, the GPA came out yesterday that the GA are going to have set up testing for players. Could this be a thing that if if things get worse, which hopefully they won't be, with the current restrictions are in place, could be a thing that the players could kind of say, here, we don't want to play? Or is it gone beyond that now? Would you be happy to go play, Lee? I think I would, yeah. Um, like, I, I hate being caught inside the house doing nothing. So, um, yeah, I think it's gone past the, the point of no return. But, like, as we said, GA is all, like, they're playing for the absolute fucking love of the sport. So they, they're going to play regardless, I think. Uh, no matter what's going on, there's always going to be GA. That's my view. So you could say they've got, they've got more, you know, Pride and pa- passion than rugby players is that what you're saying, Liam? Um, stupidity, maybe, but <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, well, I don't know. Like, obviously, things kind of have changed when there is that element of money in it and professionalism. But uh, when you're playing just because you love the sport, like in GA, there, there is no money in it, like in terms of what team you play for, that kind of thing. Like, you couldn't, you can get your expenses or whatever, but um. You have a lot of players though in, in cushy jobs. So you'd say likes of the I know the Dublin panel. You know a lot of them have very very cushy jobs, very cushy numbers. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. just kind of keeping them tipping over. They have their jobs that allow them to play, uh, basically a full time sport. You know, um, like obviously that that does help, but like you don't have that down at the club level, and then you still could have lads, you know, traveling up to Dublin for work coming home and going straight to training in fucking Kilkenny or Carlo, like, yo, that's, you wouldn't see that in any other sport, yeah. except for, except for GA. It's just a different, it's a different level of uh, love and commitment to their, to their sport and parish kind of thing. And there were, um, just, there were a few controversies during the week uh, with, with the new restrictions that are after being put in place from midnight on Wednesday where underage championship games were all postponed. Uh, underage Camogie came back last weekend under 16 minor. And the, the minor championship, both in hurling and football, is called off. And also, uh, big news yesterday, where the Camogie championship was restructured for junior and intermediate as well, where there are guidelines from the Department of Sport, which only came out yesterday, may I state, and that the no team can have more than one senior intercounty team. So what that means for people that may not know is the likes of Kilkenny who'd have two teams in intermediate and senior, they can only put in one team which would be the senior. Offley who have a junior and a senior team can only put in a senior. Um, Dublin the same. Is that fair, lads? Is it a, like my argument to to it and just to bring up a bit of debate before we move on is this announcement only came for Camogie yesterday so you had teams training all the week plus intermediate and junior championships already began last weekend 
And if you're looking at it in the GA context, under 20 football final was meant to be played today and it was only called off during the week as well between Galway and Dublin. Is it fair or is it just have to be precautions have to be taken? Uh, I don't I don't think it's like fair per se or like I know the precautions do have to be taken but like they're both senior teams uh, like if you take Kilkenny for example like the intermediates aren't training with the seniors you know they're they're both senior teams they're separate entities say yeah. you know like they're the two teams don't train together so like I don't see why they can't be playing yeah like I, I'd agree completely um, if you think about it there's be, after being involved with teams myself I understand the preparation that goes in and especially inter-county at adult level the likes of intermediate team being told now they can't play championship for how long, even if at all this year. And that's 30 players that mental health could be affected. They have no option to go out and socialise within the kind of current framework. Is, is that a big issue, Robbie? Are we, are we being too cautious? Are we, be, are we going overboard? Are we being unfair to people that could cause a bigger issue down the line? I know people say sport is sport. They're bigger things in life. But for an awful lot of people, their mental health and all of that is surrounded by sport. That's what keeps them going. And especially this difficult times, that's what will keep them going. Yeah, well, I think, you know, I think definitely the restrictions are are too much. I think, you know, you're kind of locking down society. You know, there's plenty of kind of businesses you could keep open as well. And, you know, it is really kind of, it's heartbreaking for the individual players involved. Like they've been kind of probably waiting around all year, kind of training away, doing lots of stuff over the last lockdown and kind of getting ready to go. And, you know, you know if there was, they should have made a decision about this probably at an earlier point, like rather than having them kind of training right up until the point, the point and then saying, all right, it's not going ahead. And then, you know, it does seems to be like there's different rules for, say the men's game which just seems to be kind of going ahead no real kind of uh issues like and it kind of seems like they're almost kind of sacrificing you know the other teams that aren't maybe in the spotlight that aren't getting that aren't bringing in the revenue uh which is sad because you know the ga like you know it's an amateur organization and it's a community organization and it does seem to be like it's like no we're just gonna we're gonna get the, the big games played the games that maybe the higher up feel you know matter more as it were you know whereas you know like the the intermediate uh you know camogie championship is like life or death for a lot of people you know in the in the camogie community you know so it's a huge blow for them them individually like you know that brings us on i mean there's with the restrictions and i don't mean to be harping on restrictions but it seems to be affecting an awful lot of people's sport and output or their ability to exercise within, say, in a, a controlled environment, which the GEA and brings on to gyms, which is a highly controlled, highly restricted. And, I mean, you know better, lads, but, I mean, I don't think the gyms could have done anything more. I mean, the precautions that are after being put in place for people to, for people and patrons to remain safe. Is the gym an essential resource that should be mandated? In other words, they should be kept open. 
Who's to go first here? <laughs> <laughs> Silence is definitely. <laughs> go on, Liam. Go on, go on, go on, go on. Open up the fucking gyms, and Fucking hell. I mean, like, just, just gyms themselves at the moment. Every gym across the country has taken every single precaution they can to make it a better place, a cleaner environment to train in. And, like, even, like, so the gym I'm training in, um, say you have a 50-minute time slot. At the end of the 50 minutes, everyone goes around, the workers go around, they clean. But not only for that 10 minutes, like, even throughout your training session, you're wiping up everything, you're cleaning everything down, all you can use after each kind of exercise or every time you finish with that piece of equipment. I, like, I don't see why they've closed. And then if you take it outside of the gyms, taking every piece of precaution, like it's unreal for your mental health and uh, like training is, it's just the benefits of it are like, I can't count it on both hands, the amount of benefits that are there. But um, I think it just, it, I can't describe like how I think it's absolutely stupid that they are closed like this. Oh, it upsets me. It upsets me. <laughs> I'd, I'd uh, agree with you 100%, Liam. Like, definitely, like, my uh, psychologist is the, the barbell, you know, the barbell and lifting a few yeah. weights. And there are plenty of times where you'd be feeling pretty shitty or, you know, any, like any sort of, you know, something would be on your mind or whatever. And maybe you're having, you know, a shit time in, a, in some aspect of your life and you go into the the gym and you're kind of, you're there for the hour and you kind of do your you do your bit and then you come out and it's like you know you're a new person you know so for me there's, there's the a bar. huge just me and the bar baby the bar bar never lies uh there's um <laughs> yeah there's a huge huge benefit like you know you're kind of especially like in ireland as we know the weather's pretty shitty you know so like we're last lockdown we were blessed with the weather absolutely blessed if you talk to anyone about the last lockdown that's what they'll say they say we're blessed with the weather we're 100% not going to be blessed with weather this time, like, you know the way. Um, not so, a fucking hope. Like, you're you're going to be inside at fucking five o'clock doing nothing because it's dark. Yo, yeah. That's going to fuck As well with the, the hour changing as well. I think the hour changes tonight, is it? Tonight, I think, yes, yeah, Saturday, yeah. You're gonna, it's going to be dark as fuck tomorrow. Sorry for, uh, for the bad language there, but it's going to be seriously dark tomorrow evening, like, and that's going to be a huge, like, reality check for a lot of people they're going to look out the window at five o'clock and they're like that's like it's night time now you know whereas during the summer like it's you look outside and it's bright and you can go out and do a few bits like you know so having somewhere to go like a gym is uh and like myself and yourself know lean that gyms are extremely busy over this part of time of year you know so you're going to be forcing yeah. all those people to either do nothing or you know outside uh outside as well so yeah, I think they should stay open. There should be an essential class and an essential service. I, before I ask the next question, I was kind of accused before of questioning health experts and all of that. And they're absolutely not, but I think the base is healthy. Is it a situation that the, there's not enough of, say, fields within, say, NEFID, or people that are making decisions to see the impact of this? Now, I know the argument could be made who'd be better to know about people's health only doctors. But are there enough of knowledge there? Like the, there's Professor Luke O'Neill was on radio during the week and he said that swimming pools are safe. 
because of the chlorine that's there that kills all the bugs and viruses that could be within the water. Is it a thing that's kind of a blank, in other words, people often say a blank check, but a blank closure in a sense. They are more dangerous places that people can be than going in. And, and the other question I ask would be, what would be the implications into the future? Could these restrictions lead to more, say, on gyms? Could it lead to more difficulties in the future than the, the say, the risk of the virus would be indigent? Like, will there be an obesity epidemic? Will people's mental health suffer? Will people suffer in more ways than, say, just the virus itself, by just gym closures themselves? Well, like obesity, kind of, if you are obese, you are at higher risk of complications with COVID, you know? So obviously we know elderly people are massively at risk of uh, if, when they get, if they get infected. And then if you are an obese person as well, you are kind of at a higher risk automatically as well. So that's why there was such a worry over uh, Donald Trump when he got sick that he's, you know, he's elderly and he's kind of getting close to being obese as well. So, you know, not, not to say that like people aren't obese anyway with gyms open, but like closing the gyms will lead to people gaining weight. Like you had the, the COVID stone as it was the last time people gained a lot of weight over the last lockdown and probably will you know, gain more over this one. So like if you get COVID and you're overweight, you are at a higher risk of uh, dying, you know? So yeah, but I think mental health is kind of the massive kind of element, you know, just having that place for, for people to go and really, really kind of releasing all those kind of feel good hormones after exercise and stuff, you know? I leave the last word with you, Liam. You made your view clear um, earlier on that it's stupid for gyms to be closed. Do you think it will be looked at or is it a situation that the government and Netflix will hold firm and say here they're closed for the six weeks or maybe even longer? I fucking hope they're not closed for longer anyway. But um, yeah, I, I think they're going to have to look at it, especially with the, the uproar that it's caused. So um, like they can't just ignore it and say, yeah, it's done. It's closed for six weeks. I think it needs to be looked at without a fucking doubt. Um, I think that it's only a start of a debate here. Um, in podcasts to come, we could be looking at the implications of it, but personally, I agree with you, lads. I wouldn't be the biggest fan of a gym as anyone would know me and say, but I, 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 used to, I used to like going, and I think for, for it to be closed, but anyway, that's the political broadcast over. Uh, Champions League returned during the week, lads. Premier League continuing. Um Manchester United pulled one out of the bag the other night. And Spurs, Spurs and Liverpool bouncing back after Van Dyke injury to beat Ajax. Um, is it exciting still, lads? Well, it was a great win for Man United during the week. Did you watch the game, Liam? <laughs> I didn't, me fucking arse. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of a strong, kind of, you know, United are kind of, they're an unusual team. Like, they can play, like, absolutely crap against the the lower t- down teams and then they go to Paris and win, like, you know. So, um, it was kind of a great win for them. And they kind of, I think that someone had a theory during the week that, like, Ole, he kind of, he goes on a, a run where he nearly loses his job. And then he goes on another run where he kind of wins loads of games, which means, like, he's unsackable. 
and now then he'll be due to go on another bad run then in a few weeks' time. You know, um, yeah, it was a great win for uh, United and uh, Liverpool as well. They had a good win over Ajax, um, and like with Van Dijk and Allison kind of being gone, that's kind of their their defense has been kind of ripped apart. You know, so they're probably looking at having no Van Dijk for the rest of the year and uh, Allison gone until late November. So it's going to be a tough time for Liverpool. Hopefully not, but yeah, no, I mean, to try and replace the likes of the player like Van Dijk and TA go out as well. And Manny, Manny getting a dead leg the other day as well. It's, it just seems to be a curse at the moment. And just going back to the point you made there, Robbie, on um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He, yeah. it, like you're saying, he, he's the bus crash one minute and Ole's at the wheel the next minute. Is it a big thing? Can United deal with this? I mean, being a Liverpool fan, it's great seeing United suffer. But is it is can United keep that going on? Can they keep those highs and lows, or do they have to look at bringing in someone that will have kind of a consistency there? That I mean, you can't have a situation that you do what you do in the Champions League and then have a massacre in the Premier League. Or is it a thing? Yeah. That they just leave leave it as it is. I think it's a it's a huge risk, right, to to leave Ole in place because he doesn't have any sort of track record in football, you know. And he's had some really good results and he's had some really terrible results. He like he's kind of shattering records when he came in, and then he's kind of shattered records in the in the in the bad direction as well. So it is a risk to leave him in place. As if I was a United fan, I would I would I would like him to stay on. Because I think he can, in t- if you give him time, he can bring that club on. But if they keep chopping and changing managers, like you know, like so many clubs have done for so long, where they get manager in and then they just kind of they don't give him any time and give him the sack. And they, ha- they have given Ole a good bit of time, but I think they should definitely give it to give him till the end of the season and see how he goes in the Champions League and if they can kind of move up uh, the Premier League going up to maybe like if they're kind of maybe second or third again and they're kind of doing well in the Champions League I'd say that's kind of a good result for Manchester United at this point you know so it like compared to where they were a few years ago like success was like winning everything all the time so I think they have to adjust their their standards for where they are now to be honest with you. Uh, just before we move on and Lean goes to sleep here uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <I see> that. <laughs> you're welcome uh, not to be harping on United, but is the issues higher up? I mean, everyone's on about Edward. Is the issues higher up and that they have to change at the top? I mean, there would have been questions asked about Liverpool and other clubs and they get their house in order at a higher executive level. For United to progress on, do they need change at the top? Is it a situation that Solskjaer doesn't have the resources there to be consistent? Uh, I, I think like they're almost laughable with their their transfer, you know, like targets and stuff like that. It's like they kind of they're in for this player, and it's like they're guaranteed to sign him, and then it's like he's went to a different club. Then you know, so like I'm not sure if that is like someone like holding back that little bit of money that would kind of push them over the top, or exactly what's playing out there. But I think if United were to go on a massive run of winning a lot of games, then there would be less talk about you know. 
the structure at the top of the football club. You know, I think that only really comes in when people are losing games, if you know what I mean. So yeah. it's like, say, the players and Ole, they win the games, but then when they lose the game, it's uh, Ed Woodward is to blame, you know what I mean? So yeah. there's a certain amount of personal responsibility. And if they were winning games, whoever was running the club wouldn't be an issue. You know, it's only an issue because they're, they're losing to crappy teams. Yeah. Uh, just before we move on soccer to a big event that's coming back today, the Irish ladies soccer team uh, were over in Ukraine yesterday and lost 1-0 uh, and on your Garmin on goal and Katie McCabe missing the penalty as well. Their luck just seemed to be out yesterday evening, lads. Are their chances gone? They have to hope for results to go their way for Greece to um, either beat or take points off of Ukraine the next day and Ireland if sorry Greece don't do that to Ukraine have to beat Germany in Tala are there chances gone for getting to a playoff for Euro Championships in 2022 I suppose like playing Germany is kind of uh, <laughs> the, well, it's probably the, the more unlikely results to kind of go our way so you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult, but they're you know a great bunch of girls, and they're playing really well, and they're kind of. Robbie, are you there, Robbie? Huh? I thought it was just my mic. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> or to Robbie. Yeah. Oh, I think we're after losing Robbie there. Uh, we're just about to move on there, Liam. Anyway, and um, Ireland are back in the Six Nations action. It's evening against Italy. Um, do you think this is a chance for Ireland to, what would you say, bounce from a couple of core results earlier in the Six Nations? Yeah, I fucking hope so, yeah. Um, they've named a fairly strong uh, team as well, like, so um, I'm happy with that. Um, Andy Farrell, putting, I think, is going to put a, a good old stamp on the game as well. You know, he's playing a team that aren't afraid to you know, pass it around or be a bit loose and free. Like, you, know, you have Ty Byrne there in second row. And like I think he's so underrated for what you can do on a pitch. Um, you have fucking Will Connors there playing as well in the back row. Oh, man. Unreal. He's the only man I've ever seen to have a dominant chop tackle. Yeah. Which is, like, it's... I don't know how the fuck he does it. Like, it's just unreal. Uh, and then at the same time, he's fucking absolutely powerful and athletic and loves to be in that fucking jackal position. Like, you you have a couple of absolute uh, turnover kings there. You know, you have Tyg Byrne, Will Connors, Keelan Doris ain't afraid to get in there either. Like, and his tackle count actually is higher than fucking Josh van der Fleers, who's over the last, I don't know how many years, has had at least 20 tackles per game. Yeah, and if you, you know a lad putting in more fucking tackles than that, that is outrageous. Um, the backline then as well. I'm quite happy with the backline. You know, you have Murray, Sexton, Aki, Ringrose, Conway, Stockdale, and then Hugo Keenan on the other wing. But I think if I was to name that backline, I'd have I wouldn't have Stockdale fullback. I'd have him on the wing, and I'd put Conway in fullback. But like to that team, that's the only change I'd make. Um, but it's looking like a serious outfit. Has it been a perfect opportunity for Andy Farrell to, in other words, to blend in the experience and youth there? It, it, no one likes to say of the COVID's after doing someone favours, but has it done 
Andy Farrell a favour because, I mean, he didn't really have much time with the team going into the Six Nations and taking over after a coach like Joe Schmidt was never going to be easy, even if he was part of the backroom team with Joe Schmidt. So is this the opportunity that Ireland needed and they're building towards the next World Cup in, what's it, 2023? Yeah, um, I think it was the perfect the perfect opportunity for him, uh, to be honest. You know, he had plenty of time with just just the players and like no games, just to try and uh, like impose his style of play and what he wants to see. And I think it's even come true a bit on say the provinces of Ireland as well and how they play. You know, provinces are starting to play a bit more like Connacht, where you have like that bit of an offloading game and it's a bit more fun to watch than how Ireland have been playing recently. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a decent a decent watch. And I think they should be able to have a bit of fun against Italy, to be honest. Yeah. Is it kind of similar to the uh, Stephen Kenny debate with Ireland? Oh, like, he's, he's back. Um, he's back. <laughs> I, was, I was here the whole time. Uh, oh God! Would you? You disappeared oh, on us there for about five minutes. I've been. I've. Have you heard me chat about the whole Irish thing? Yeah. What? He makes fun. Oh God! You absolutely yeah. disappeared on us. <laughs> I was. Ta- I was chatting away there, and then you were gone, and then I came back, and you, you were gone on about Six Nations. So I was like, right, fair enough. No, no, <laughs> no. Went, mustn't have went down well with the last. Or got me <laughs> yeah, by you- TJ or something. Yeah, you you definitely left because yeah, actually we blame TJ again because he did this to me a couple of episodes ago as well. He kicked me out of the chat. Yeah, just, come just for saying stuff that's too controversial. Let's say exactly. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to no. about this. <laughs> I wanted to chat. <laughs> what did you? What did I say? Well, we'll go back. Well, yeah, whatever. I was I was making some really good points whenever you couldn't hear me. Anyway, that's all I know. Yeah, as soon as you started to make one bit of a decent point, Silas, <laughs> I thought. I thought it was just my headphones like got disconnected or something. I couldn't hear a thing. And then all I heard out of TJ was, you there, Robbie? Robbie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If was, Sorry, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Anyway. Definitely, definitely booted you. If I was in a radio studio, I'd say, fair enough, I could have pulled down your fader. But working on a laptop here that I don't have the facilities to do. So, <laughs> um, but... <laughs> Actually, anyway, I was saying about is it um, the Irish kind of manager debate similar to Stephen Kenny with Ireland, where he's he's going to come in and play a better brand of soccer versus you know play, uh, other people getting results. So it was like, would you take Ireland playing more expansive rugby over getting results, Liam? Oh, I think at the moment, like at the moment, Ireland haven't been getting any results their way, so I think they have to try change something up and go with that expansive game and try try play it a bit more of a, of like a, a structured looseness kind of thing. Ooh, um, structured looseness. <laughs> that's it, yeah. So like they they have a game plan, but at the same time they're not afraid to do they're not afraid to play what's in front of them. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I suppose like it kind of make if under Schmidt like he kinda of obviously He's probably the greatest uh, manager we've ever had. But at, at a certain point, we were just too predictable. We just kind of yeah, like... Yeah, teams just caught on to how we were playing and you know, that was the end of it. And I think... Well, like, he, he did everything he could in Irish rugby except for win a World Cup. But... Um, we'll get like, to the semi-final. We'll be happy with that, Liam. Come on. Yeah, get to the semi-final. Um, 
Yeah, you see, I, that's a, that's another fucking problem. Oh, make it to a semi-final, we'll be happy. Fuck that, you always want to win it. If you're in a tournament, you want to fucking win it. It's as simple as that. Is that the biggest difficulty, Lee? Is it a, like, not only are we sometimes jumping the gun saying, here, we're going to make the semi-final. Is it a mentality that this is feeding into the players? I mean, like an awful lot of people would have seen years ago, Dublin media were affecting, and I don't mean to be changing the subject, but they were affecting Dublin football team. Expectation was too high and a bit of realism isn't, wasn't there. Is that the biggest issue with Irish rugby when it comes to a World Cup or it comes to a kind of a major game that the expectation is too high? Uh, like, obviously it's going to be high, but they're a professional sport. Like, you should be able to kind of half block out you know, the, the media pressure or whatever and just focus on, on your game, playing each game as it comes and not looking to all right, this year, when we make it to the quarterfinal, this is how we're going to play. You need to be able to play, all right, we have X amount of group games. We have to win the first one. All right, we've won the first one. Fuck it, now we have to go and win the second one. All right, we've won the second, let's go win the third. Yeah, and then so on. And then they make it to the quarterfinal. Okay, let's play this game. You, know, you win that, you go to the semifinal. Okay, let's play this game. We know who we're playing. Let's prepare against this team. You know, and you know that for each game you have and take it one at a time. There's no point in saying, in looking at the other groups and saying, all right, fuck it, we, have, we could have New Zealand or South Africa in the, in the quarters. There's no point in doing that. Not yet. Not until you know, all right, we're definitely in the quarterfinals and we know who we have. Play each game as it comes. And actually, did you see Ireland are no longer a, a tier one select, isn't it? Yeah. They've gone down to a tier two. I hear Kettle Byland name. I'm going to have to cut you there. I, I this time purposely. We take a quick break, but we will come back and we will for the next rugby World Cup. Uh, but I, I thought you were going to look for a Coney school. What's <laughs> that? But no, uh, not, not this morning. I've had my. I've just had my breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want a cup of tea, so fuck that. Uh, anyway. Uh, we'll be back in a while um, to chat to you then and maybe Lee might have another breakfast or a Coney squad as well. Talk to you in a bit. Good luck. Welcome back after that quick break. Did you enjoy that, lads? No, I just sat here and I forgot everything that I was going to say. So, Shit. Yeah. I had a good break, yeah. <laughs> Ten- I had to make a very important decision. But uh, I made the right decision. So what was it? It's definitely about food. Well, well eh, it's more to do with like I had coffee and then you know I had stuff so to do in in the five minutes. Uh, so I had to make a decision to either sit with it or to do a rush job. And you know I'm I'm here. I mean, I'm happy with my decision. That's all I'm gonna say. Happy with your rush job. Happy with my rush job. <laughs> I was going to be actually nice to Liam. I was going to go back to the topic he was talking about, but since he forgot what he was saying, I yeah. don't think I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Cruel to be cruel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lads, as you all know and all the listeners know, we're in lockdown again. Uh, we're within 5K limit of exercise and no gyms to go to, as we discussed earlier. So there's only a couple of things we can do, and we're going to discuss one of them. 
Uh, what's your binge Netflix addiction at the moment uh, that you could recommend to the listeners for lockdown? Trying to take it away, Robert, will I? Uh, yeah, you go for it. Oh, right. Want I actually what, have... You want to see what shite you're fucking watching? <laughs> oh, shite. All right. Um, I'll give you my top one at the moment. It's a series, and it is fucking brilliant. Do you ever watch The Community, Let's? No, but I heard it's good, though. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. There's like five or six seasons. Or there might even be seven seasons. They're 20-minute episodes. And there's like at least 20 episodes per season. And, uh, lads, it's un-fucking-real. It's so funny. Do you want a little... Uh, your boy of uh, The Hangover. What's his name? Zach Galifianakis? No, 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 the the Chinese lad, or the Korean lad, whoever. Our... Chow, yeah, Chow, yeah. He's in it. He is absolutely brilliant in it. And he, he's like, he is in uh, The Hangover. You know, he's just yeah. wild. He'll do whatever he wants. Oh, lads, he, he's fucking brilliant. Uh, yeah, what's his name in it? It's Chang is his name in the community. And he is fucking brilliant. Ken Jong Actually, is his real name. What is it? Ken Jong, J-E-O. Ken Jong. Apologies. Just add, added it to my list there. Oh, man, you won't regret it. Like, it's it's fucking brilliant. Is, um, and, uh, what is it? Kind of like kind of a piss taking like the office or something like that. That is, or yeah, basically they're um like they start off as like a, a Spanish study group, and uh, Ken Jong or Ben Jong, whoever his name is, is their teacher. Uh, was what's he called? Some Senor Chang. Ah, oh, lads, and they they start up like a, a Spanish study group, and uh, it just goes from there. But like each member, there's like seven members of the study group, and they're all so different. Like they, their personalities and everything are so different that it shouldn't work. They shouldn't be friends, but it just works so well. Ah, oh, lads, can't recommend it enough. It's it's hilarious and yeah, it's funny and ah. Uh, just, just watch it, lads. Go check it out. Yeah, I'd say in the two weeks, we've flown through two seasons. We're nearly on season three. All right, tell, how many, yeah. How, many, how long is an episode? 20 minutes and about uh-huh. about 20 episodes per season. But like, you could sit down and watch your five or six episodes straight through. It's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. fucking brilliant. What would your recommendations be, Robbie? Well, I've got a few. I've got a few, but I suppose just to kind of follow on from <clears throat> from Liam's one, just kind of seems like a similar show. Is uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia? No, I knew you were going to watch that. Yeah, well, it's like it's it's really good for a Netflix kind of binge because you got twenty minute episodes, just ten episodes a season, and just the topics and each episode is just kind of gets madder and madder, and each season just gets crazier and crazier. And uh, yeah, it just definitely, if you haven't watched it, watch it 100%. Watch from the start, watch it all the way to the end. Brilliant. I tried to do it and I watched, I'd say, the first two episodes and I was like, I couldn't fully get into it. Like, Yeah, well, like season one is, they don't, they don't have Danny DeVito until season two. Uh, so like, I can see why you're saying that season one, yeah. you know, could it's not I, really grabbing me. Could I skip season one and go to season two? Or would you recommend starting? Maybe finish? watch the last couple of episodes of 
season one, just so you can kind of fill in some of the blanks, some of yeah. the jokes and stuff like that, so you can kind of catch up with that. And then, yeah, kind of when when uh, Frank or Diane DeVito uh, comes into it, he just kind of takes him takes him up a level. And it was only planned for him to be in there for one season, and for them to have a different guy every season. But he just he just worked so well that they kind of they kept him on. Yeah, that's that's class. So definitely Probably. go for that. What? What's it about? For... It's about these uh, these three guys, and they they own a bar in uh, in in Philadelphia, and it's called Paddy's Pub, and just kind of they all have kind of different personalities and stuff like that. And then there's one of the guys, um, a sister D, um, she's kind of involved. She's kind of uh, she gets more involved in it as well. And then Danny DeVito is essentially uh, D and Dennis's uh, dad. And they have quite a dysfunctional relationship. And then there's um, their their mom as well, who kind of feeds into it as well. And uh, then they just kind of just kind of escalate to just crazy antics and shit like that, you know. So it's just brilliant, brilliant all around. Would it be kind of a bit like, say, enough take the cheers? Then only a newer version, kind of way. Well, it is quite dark. Yeah, oh. <laughs> it's quite dark. Oh. It's very like you know. In the second episode, they t- they're talking about like abortion, and uh, so obviously it's quite a serious topic. Yeah. And this is kind of part of the kind of the beauty of of their kind of their style of doing stuff is that they can kind of take both points of view and they can take such a serious subject and kind of find the humor in it. You know, mm-hmm. so even if you know if you're pro life or pro choice or whatever and I don't want to get into a big kind of debate about that. It just kinda of, it can take those really, really sensitive issues and just kind of make uh make jokes and make funny stuff in and around, you know, obviously not making jokes specifically about those issues, but it kind of just brings the whole issue into like a, a funny realm, you know, so that's what makes them really good. Cool. I know there are two deadly recommendations. One that I don't know if you heard of the very short series, the British series called The Stranger, and it's based on a book by Harlan Coben, and it's actually brilliant, lads. It's it takes it's I don't know if you remember remember Bally Kiss Angel used to be on RTE. I'm not saying it's like that, but uh, right, I've seen I've seen both of them and I'm saying it's not like Bally Kiss Angel. <laughs> oh sorry. Uh Derp like Kerwin that used to be in Bally Kiss Angel, uh, that's under the pub is actually uh, has a major part in it and if you saw it Robbie, it's it's an actual absolute mindfuck in a sense. It's, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, I know. It's uh, hopefully they develop a second series of it. But there's a follow-on to that, and I I watched it, and I can't remember the name of it. It's kind of along the same basis of it, but it's um I think it's brilliant, and I think I don't know if they could after the entire series if they could do a second season of it, but if they could kind of it's I just think it's deadly. Being honest. There's just kind of so many moments in it where it's just like, oh my god, what the fuck, what the, what, the, what does this mean now, and all this sort of shit. Like it just kind of in every episode, there's there's a kind of a, a moment like that, you know. So that's what makes it really good. Yeah, I know. It's um, it's I think the episodes are about is it around forty minutes or that, and mm. so you'd easily binge it in a week or even a day actually if you sat down. But I think it's good. Um, but. 
have any other recommendations, say, on films on Netflix, lads, that people could watch or anything new on it or anything that people may have known uh, that's after being newly added and thing that you would have been watching? Ooh. Ooh. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm actually just I'm sitting on Netflix here now and, like, if I had, like, if I gave a top five kind of series to watch, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, The Punisher, Unreal, Suits, Peaky Blinders, yeah, you know, what's that, that's four, Kingdom then either, Unreal. Uh, as for movies, um, Robbie, if you want to go and get back to me, because... Uh, uh, yeah, I'll do a few movies there. Um, there's actually kind of an old movie that is I only recently discovered uh, is on Netflix, is uh, Legends of the Fall. Brad Pitt, uh, Anthony Hopkins, and it is an absolutely uh, epic movie. So I'd definitely say uh, check that one out. Um, what other movies is there? There. Is... Oh, there's Coach Carter, lads. Coach Carter. I've actually never seen that, but it's on my list to watch. Ah, oh, Robbie, Robbie, sit down and watch that tonight. Tonight, fucking pal, hell, tonight. man! How, how have you never watched Coach Carter? It's unreal. Yeah, no, it's definitely, uh, definitely, it's on, it's on my list. Like literally on my list to watch. Yeah, <laughs> there's actually um some good ones. There's uh, I know there's a lot of Tarantino stuff. There's uh, Reservoir Dogs, True Romances on there. Um, another one as well with um Ben Affleck, The Town. Have you seen that oh. one? Uh, on fucking real, it's a class movie. Yeah, and what your your man Jeremy Renner is in it as well, and just yeah, an all round kind of. Uh, there's a great cast in it, yeah. Because yeah. when I actually sat down to watch it in the cinema, I was like, "Oh, this is probably not going to be that great," but it was fucking awesome. So yeah, definitely watch that shit. But I'll probably have more series to watch. If you want to hear that? My recommendations from them. Trauma, anyway. Yeah. Trauma. Uh, well, there's the Defiant ones, which is about a. Uh, Dr. Dre and kind of his his uh, moving through the kind of music industry and stuff like that and how he was kind of he start how he started off and he evolved and he was kind of down for a bit and then he kind of got brought back up by uh, Jimmy Iovine who was his producer and obviously by Eminem as well so just kind of some really great insights into the music industry and that sort of stuff that's a really good one and then there is The Last Kingdom which is kind of like uh, Vikings that's yeah. a, that's a really uh, solid uh, series as well I think there's four series of that it's kind of a good one. And good show. Good show. And what is the other one? Another one is kind of like a zombie movie, a zombie series, which is kind of um, topical enough with kind of Halloween is Black Summer. I think and you've been on about of, this before. To me, yeah. yeah. There was, there's, a, there's another, um, it's like a, is it a prequel series, Black Summer? No, I've actually, this, I actually seen this first, so it's almost like, brand new to me but there's another kind of series that's associated with it and I forget the name of it now because it was kind of quite forgettable but it's more kind of slaps <laughs> it's kind of slapstick kind of zombie it's kind of funny people are dying whereas Black Summer is more like you know it's just kind of uh, more edgy and kind of a lot more darker and a lot more gorier than the other one so definitely for for the week before Halloween watching a bit of Black Summer now will be, uh, be good yeah. Yeah, if you want to watch another absolute mindfuck of a series, Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon. I like, yeah, I can't even explain it. That's how fucked up it is. But it's, it's great, lads. It's great. I think I, I put that on my list when it came out and I just never yeah. got around to watch it. Nah, sit down and watch it, man. It's You have a great night's viewing tonight, man. Um, I got a beat, yeah. There's another two movies I want to say. 
there's triple frontier and then there's extraction. So extraction is Chris Hemsworth. Triple frontier, then you have uh, Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac, Charlie Hunnam. There's some fucking cast there. Uh, yeah, unreal. Like extraction is easy crap. To, sorry it's crap i think it's good uh, because like it's it's easy to follow and it's just it's action straight through <laughs> you're such a uh i don't know a young person oh my god this is easy to follow and just action you know just give me my yeah but like give me the good stuff don't give like, me any sort of plot or anything if you're yeah if you're on a lazy brain day or a low brainwave day it's an easy follow it's an easy watch it's the handiest way to explain it is it's a good hangover movie. Good hangover movie. You don't you don't have to put any effort into watching it. Okay. Yeah. So you get absolutely fucked tonight. Watch it tomorrow evening. <laughs> okay. I have to go I have to go get get some cans now. Yeah. Yeah. Do. Just last Dude. last two series I have are uh Last Chance You. Yes. Watch it. It's about uh, NFL. These guys is their last chance to play uh professional American football and uh, there's loads of kind of different dynamics to the story and then there's also The Bodyguard which has uh, Rob Stark is in it I forget his actual real name um, the, guy <laughs> who plays Rob Star- the guy who plays Rob Stark is in it he's the main guy in it and it's um, it's the same people who wrote the series um, what's it called it's like a kind of a British kind of crime one I think I don't know I forget, I forget the name of it anyway, but watch The Bodyguard on Netflix. It's, um, it's written by the same people. All right, my, my very last one. Just so you say British crime. Have, I, have you watched Looter? Looter is brilliant. I love fucking Looter. Ah, oh, that's moved to the top of my list. Fucking watch that. <laughs> <That's>... Watch Luther. <laughs> 100%, 100% watch Luther. And also watch yeah. how he chases after the bad guys. He has this little bit of a... <laughs> A little bit of a kind of a strolly sort of a run. Like he, he never like yeah, sprints. Yeah, he never after sprints. People. Nah, it's it's not his style. But uh, yeah, no, he lads, it's fucking brilliant. There's another thing as well about Luther is that ninety nine percent of Luther's problems would be solved if he just carried a gun. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he just gets into these elaborate sort of fist fights, you know, breaking bottles over people's heads. It's like, man, you're a cop. You're a detective. If you're just allowed to go, yeah. Just get yourself a little six shooter there, just to whip out <laughs> at yeah. that moment. It probably wouldn't even be a series if he just had like a little gun. He just like, oh, oh I got you, I got you. <laughs> Doesn't have to be an elaborate fight or anything, you know. Yeah, a, te- a ten minute short. Yeah, like, I agree with you. Luther is brilliant. Yeah, just the way like season one, episode one, like that opens off and it tells you everything you need to know about Luther yeah. within f- five minutes, and it just goes up from there. Um, TJ, move us on before we could talk another five hours about Netflix recommendations. What to watch on Netflix? I'm writing all the options. Here. <laughs> or my last, my last, last series. Okay, the last one. <laughs> the last one is Narcos, but Narcos Mexico, hundred percent. Yeah. Watch that shit. Miguel, Miguel Angel, Felix Gardo. He's a fucking absolute boss. Uh, definitely watch it, hundred percent. Yeah. I'm ashamed to say I watched two episodes of Narcos and I couldn't get into it. Is it a thing? This is Narcos, Narcos Mexico. Completely different. Oh, completely. So Well, not completely different. It's kind of the same. but uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> It's the same but different. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've watched both of them and then I kind of sat there. I watched uh, 
Narcos Mexico uh, with my girlfriend or whatever, and then we went back to watch the original Narcos, and she just she just couldn't get into it. So definitely, Narcos Mexico is 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 better in my view. Okay, I know. I tried. I I tried to watch Narcos after Breaking Bad for the second time. Now I thought Breaking Bad was tough to get into, but I mean Narcos, I just couldn't at all. But um, my recommendations won't even polish your recommendation shoes lads they're, they're on. <laughs> so come I, on give us a show give us your top three your top three i i'm going old school like i i'm just watching the likes of the things we're watching in school likes of uh euro trip kick ass american pie all of that and um, is euro trip on it yeah, yeah, I watched oh, it. <laughs> yeah, fucking Bongiorno. Scotty doesn't know, so don't tell Scotty. Is it 100% on Netflix? <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah, I watched okay. it the weekend. And I love Watching that shit. Actually. Um, there's actually one series on it. It's completely piss-take. It's I don't know if you watched it. It's Channel 4, or sorry, E4. A series called Windsor's just complete piss take at the royal family over in England. It's actually brilliant. Um, so Harry Enfield and stuff, is it? Or? Yeah, Harry Enfield's uh, Prince Charles. And I can't. 100% I'm watching Eurotrip tonight, though. I'm just going to let you know. Eurotrip is on. <laughs> no. I'm watching that shit. Um, I know it's, I, it's, it really brings back memories. It's actually deadly. Unfortunately, Road Trip isn't on. I, 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 but yeah, I, Road Trip is really good. I, yeah, Road Trip beats the two of them, but Road Trip was good as well. But um, yeah, I know it's we will discuss those again going forward. It's time to move on to the high ball, lads. Oh, oh the high oh. ball. Oh. Okay, so as host this week's my choice and trying to follow up the lads ones the past couple of weeks. As you know from previous ones, I'm useless at them, so I tried me best with this one so the topic for the high ball this week would you rather go back to five years old with everything you know now or know now everything your future self will learn Ooh. oh <laughs> uh-huh. what was that last the, <laughs> say the last part again the last one again <laughs> would you rather, so fully grasp it yeah would you rather go back to five year old five years old with everything you know now are know now everything that will your future self will learn. So know now everything. In other words, your future will hold. Do you want to go first, Lemur? Yeah, I think I want to go back to being five and just have an absolute fucking blast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I, I've never taken myself like 100% serious and I know I fun you know I'm, I'm 24 and i've had a lot of fucking crack being you know coming along this far and yeah but i don't think i'd like to know what's in store for me i think i'd rather know what's in store up until a certain age and then have fun from there but uh yeah i don't, I don't think i'd like to know you know everything about my future um i take it that includes up until the moment you die as well like i don't i think i'd rather like, keep that a surprise at least. <laughs> surprise me, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, surprise me, motherfucker. <laughs> Just that so you say that now, actually, right? Dexter. Have you ever watched that? <laughs> no, sorry. Just to ruin whatever point you're making. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, uh, yeah, try that on your list as well. 
he's he's a serial killer that kills serial killers, and he works for the police. As is there re-releasing or they're making a new um new series of it? No, or that they heard that during the week? No, just I haven't a clue. That would make yeah, my day during the week or something. They are they're making a new series of Dexter. Thank you, Robbie. So I don't. All I right. never watched Dexter, but I, I'm giving you Dexter info. Sound good. All right, back to the high ball. Back to the high ball. Back to the high yeah. ball, guys. Take me back to being five years old and no one hurt my no no. So from my point of view, like this raises a lot of interesting. Uh, almost. I have to answer your question with questions just so I can kind of (laughs) clarify stuff. (laughs) So like, (laughs) I just don't want to like alter the space time continuum and shit like, you know, because that could be detrimental. Yeah. So like, I've got four kids. So (laughs) if I go back to being, if I go back to being five, what happens to them? Is it like guaranteed I'm going to have them or no? Well, it's, in other words, well, it can be as broad or open as you want, but just say in this context, <laughs> you're reliving your life again with the knowledge that you have. Well, yeah. So I don't really take the risk. I couldn't take the risk are, of losing them, though. Yeah. Are we taking the exact same steps? Or are What's we the point like, of going back then if you're taking the same steps? Are we taking the exact same steps knowing we're going where we're going? Or do we have this knowledge and we're going to that age? Well, or, 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 right, I have another theory here, right? I have another theory. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm 24. I'm going back to being five years old, right? So, keep 24 in mind. Does, do I know each step I'm going to make in just one time continuum? Or, as I change each step, do they change my outcome of me being 24? And do I know that outcome as well? Do I know the infinite outcomes? It's okay. safe to say this question is a bit more complex than we uh, all of a sudden envisaged. <laughs> you opened the door to it, Robbie. You opened the door. I did. Oh, a fucking TJ opened the door. You opened to ask the question. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. TJ, TJ unlocked it. You opened it. And I just blew it apart. I only opened the window, Robbie. <laughs> TJ opened the door and Robbie climbed through a window (laughs) in this context you're gone back to five years old you know everything about your future so you have an opportunity in other words if you take the line out of back to the future your future isn't yet written but you know what could happen so if that makes sense so you lived your life up to 24. You met a magic leprechaun or a genie. And they said, here, I'm going to transport you back to five years of age. Or I'm going to give you an option to know what your future holds. And when I go uh, back to five... Uh, <laughs> fucking Robbie, take it away. Take it away. He's hurting my brain. <laughs> no, like, like if, if, you know, if I can go back, back to the future style with like a picture of my kids so then if, if some of them start fading away like oh shit I better, better try and sort that out okay I just clarify on this Robbie <laughs> you'd both be going back like back to the future where you could actually visit <laughs> well, you'd actually be transported what's that film is it Click is it uh, the one with Adam Sandler where he can actually see what his future will hold 
In other words, but instead of being there in the second person, he actually goes back. So in other words, he goes back, or the the person, he'd go back to when you were five with the knowledge that you had now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, under, like, we understand Another that. question, another question, another question. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I just got to know. Uh, like, do I go back, <clears throat> do I go back to like 1991, December, December 8th, that's when my birthday is, just so he's now. Um, but do I go back to December 8th, 1991 to when I'm five? That's what happens? Yeah. Or I go back to 2020 and I'm just five now? No, 1991. 1991, okay. So I would definitely pick the other option. <laughs> 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 After all that, I'd definitely, I'd pick to know my future because, yeah, like I just, you know, you know, a possibility of kind of making a decision that would alter the space-time continuum where something crazy like, you know, but we Kanye could, West would become president or something, I don't know. We could argue the same point, Robbie, of you know your future and you could you could change your future. Like, you can yeah. make... But it hasn't happened already yet. <laughs> just I just know what's going to happen. It hasn't happened. I'm not changing anything. Okay. It's happened. Those off the different right. scenarios, the space-time continuum... Is okay. <laughs> say pronounce it right, but it's okay. So, in other words, you have an option to know what could happen in the future, so you could change, say, a certain event, or you can go back in time. The thing is, by going back, the same things may not happen. Yeah, so I definitely pick the other option then. Yeah, because you'd be, be risking. Uh losing my kids who are, you know, I don't need to say are obviously important. <laughs> so uh, I'd, have to, I'd have to pick the future option. Yeah. I'm going to go with the past. I think I'd have to side with Liam. I know it's the question I asked, but just thinking about it, I think I'd like to go back. I'd, uh, there's a couple of things I'd do differently. Um, number one. Shift more women at disco. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say number one. Not being on this podcast, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, snap. <laughs> I know, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, well, just tell us tell us the truth, TJ. <laughs> the whole back, the whole back, man. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think I'd like to go back and just see if you could change things around. Imagine having the knowledge that at five years of age that, you know, in 2020, the world could have a pandemic. Yeah, and you're going around telling everyone and uh, they throw you in a fucking mental hospital. Exactly. <laughs> Just invest in fucking uh, PPE and hand sanitizer. And <laughs> yeah. Or like buy stocks in Zoom. <laughs> buy oh. fucking loads of shit, <laughs> shit out of stocks in Zoom because they're like probably one of the big winners out of all this. <laughs> So just before we finish, we take... If only, boys, if only. <laughs> Robbie has no regrets and would like to see his future. Liam has not any regrets the same as myself and wants to... I, I don't, I don't, not, I don't I, agree to your summary. I don't, I don't agree to your regrets. summary at all here. I don't, I don't have any... It's not, it's not that I have a lot of regrets. It's just that I'd rather go back and live in surprise. Like, rather go back knowing what I know now and live in surprise for the rest of my life. Rather than knowing what the crack is until I die. That, that, well, like, that's my, I, I, my just summer. for the record, I would go back as well if I didn't have kids. 
but obviously just don't want to affect that sort of thing. Future outcomes. So I'm such not- a sweetheart, Robbie. Such a sweetheart. Oh. <laughs> Mel- melting melting my heart, man. Melting heart there. On that He's got a- <laughs> on that note before Liam writes Robbie a love letter. Uh, that's where we he's already, he's already done that <laughs> yeah multiple times he hasn't reciprocated <laughs> no. so unlike other uh, high balls we can't say which one has the two hands on the hurl because they both have their own justifications but I hope you enjoyed the debate anyway uh, that's the two hands on the hurl podcast I hope you enjoyed it uh, you can check us out on social media on Instagram and Facebook and we'd love to hear from you there and next week we'd also be chatting about fancy hurl and see who got on better myself or Robbie uh, even though I know I'm going to but uh, sure we just give Robbie a bit of a chance Dublin are playing today so you know I've got two dubs in my squad so automatically for fuck's sake lads TJ you're just after signing off and starting a new argument (laughs) good luck (laughs) cut off the the fucking recording would you good luck (laughs) <laughs> TJ I have one more question about your high ball cut <laughs> off the fucking recording good luck turn it off okay okay turn it off <laughs> before we Jesus no no there's no before <laughs> before good we luck. get Liam in the good luck good luck good there thanks a million Liam it was a pleasure as never and Robbie <laughs> pleasure as always chat to you thanks Steve. see you take care Thank you for listening to the Two Hands in a Hurl podcast.